Hello, ladies and gentlemen of the internet. It is me, Ryan, aka DeBoss here, from the BossCast podcast here with another episode for all you beautiful people out there. Today, guys, we have a different episode I have in mind for you guys. Um, I've been wanting to bring a guest on the podcast here for a bit, and ever since I've started doing some episodes, I've been wanting to get more and more content creators and people from really anywhere that I know to get on the podcast so we can have some good content for you guys so without any further ado may i introduce someone from youtube that i've known for many years on youtube uh from youtube i should say who's been a good friend the man the myth the man i caught digging through my dumpster for chicken goof north (laughs) yay i'm here hi everybody So for those of you who don't know who this uh, beautiful man is, um, Goof is someone I've known on YouTube for many years now. Uh, originally, I mentioned in the, actually the very first episode I did on this podcast, um, Goof was the, one of the first people I ever met on YouTube back in 2016. And originally, uh, Goof was the one I did a lot of my early collaborations with and even later ones, uh, specifically with podcast, which is kind of what helped lead me to where I am now with trying to do my own podcast. So, but yeah, Goof, why don't you tell everyone a little bit about yourself? Uh, I'm an idiot on the internet. Um, <laughs> Trust me, we know that. <laughs> to basically put it. Uh, no, but I do, I have my own show. I've been doing it for about six years now. Um uh, the Goof Norton radio show, and I also do podcasts, personal training, and stuff like that. I do a lot of things on the internet, but um, but to sum it up, yeah, I'm just a I'm just a goof on the internet. He, he is indeed a goof on the internet. Trust me, I've seen plenty of his early content. You do not want to see that. It is <laughs> it is garbage content. No, Goof actually makes some really good content. Uh, one of the things that I noticed the Goof done on his channel over the past while that i've really enjoyed doing goof was your music content has been something fantastic i know you had mentioned and i had mentioned the first episode that you've been doing podcast you actually do podcast here on anchor as well which is a fantastic thing i very much enjoy listening to him you are fantastic with doing podcasts and one of the only youtube creators that can do it very well but the other thing that's intrigued me was your music content uh how did you get start making your music content in the first place um so that goes back like decades decade like almost a decade ago um i uh used to do a lot of audio engineering volunteer work for uh churches um and so that kind of got me well i was already into music from like fifth grade because we had a music appreciation class blah 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 and then going on from there from like eighth grade to like a few years recently because covid and not nonsense uh been an audio engineer and so i've always kind of wanted to do my own music but i never knew how because you know didn't know anything about researching stuff on the internet and in 2020 i was at my last security job my second security job was my last security job that i worked and i was searching on my computer because it was a lack shift um so i was searching my computer about music software because i was like okay I really, I really need to find something that I can actually do music with. Because before that, I had found like little apps that were music, quote unquote, music software, but they had few instruments and not very much uh, dynamic ability with the notes and such. So I found uh, a couple, I've downloaded one, tried it out. It had a piano by default. And then I bought my first set of strings through the software. Um, and I made my first song, which is actually called Thoughts of the Mind. And funny that we talk about that that was the first that was actually the title of the first album and it went up a year ago today and it just came off the internet today as i had to take it down for 
uh, financial reasons because it takes a lot of moolah to keep that album up and on as many platforms um, as it was on. But like the music has always been there. I've always been a huge fan of music. I grew up with classical music and old school 70s, 80s, R&B and soul music, love songs, things like that. So it's always been there. It's always been with me. But um, just in 2020, it started to finally come out. I was able to actually do something with that. I was able to buy a keyboard, an actual keyboard, instead of just using my laptop. So that was uh, that's pretty much how I got into music. Which is a really cool thing in itself now that I think about it. Because one of the things that I noticed with your music, like you had mentioned before, was when you first started getting into it, uh, making content, you make you don't stick with one specific genre of music. You make multiple different forms of music. I've seen jazz, uh, classical. I've seen quite a few different genres that you've experimented with, which makes your content, I think, more diverse uh, from a YouTube standpoint and from even a video standpoint, for that matter. You're very creative in the way that you make your melodies. I even started jamming out to a few of them myself. And it made me a few of them even made me appreciate classical music more than what I did, because I think that's something you do well, too, as far as genres go, because your classical music is very well fine tuned. I I almost thought Beethoven himself made these compositions. So, you know, hats (laughs) off to you for those. (laughs) Maybe a slight exaggeration, but what I'm saying is Goof has made fantastic content with when it comes to his music and whatnot. And because that kind of brought me into like the the content landscape. Um, I had briefly highlighted this uh, when I was thinking about like the content that you've been producing on YouTube. And we'd mentioned this uh, near the start of the podcast before we started. Um, how I'm trying to remember exactly how did we end up meeting exactly on YouTube? <laughs> You're asking me. Uh, <laughs> oh, wow. I, I, it's been a very long time and I don't, fully remember um i'm looking no because i'd look through my community section first to be like is anybody here now i don't i don't actually remember it, it, like it literally has been a super long time since like we first started communicating back in like what 2015 yeah so i don't know because i was in high school so freaking i don't know what i was doing that i would like because i guess i was really active um in in the small youtubers community because that's what i was obviously that's what we were doing at the time um we would have had to met through fa- a facebook group or something i um, i think so um from what i remember from the youtube facebook group i think was like the small youtubers community or small i don't think you're a part of small youtubers boost uh, for that facebook community no. but i think it was probably small youtubers community because that was the main one that we had used for a while actually um because I remember when we had met, it was like 2016 or so when I seriously started getting into YouTube. And by then, you had already been doing it for some time before I had started actually making videos. I think our first actual conversation was through uh, – actually, no. I remember how we met now. It was through Pion, actually. Pion was the one that hooked both of us up. So mm. for, those, for those of you guys who don't know, if I'm remembering this correctly, uh, a friend of ours on YouTube who I don't think he makes much content on here anymore, but uh, an old friend of ours uh, known as Pion Slayer, uh, he and I had met through a Facebook group back when we were doing like these back and forth, like really stupid vlogs we would send each other back and forth. We wouldn't even <laughs> post them on YouTube. We just put them on Facebook. <laughs> just And it became a running gag from there with like me saying his name wrong, like Pion Slayer. And I don't know if you remember that or not, but... That was like a, a, yeah, that was a running gag between the two of us. But with Pion, uh, Pion had already known Goof at that point, I believe. And from there, Pion was like, hey, I have a few other like people that I know. Would you be interested in meeting them kind of thing? And I'm like, yeah, sure. I'd, I'd be interested in meeting some people. So it got to the point where he introduced me to you 
And then we ended up doing some collaborations and whatnot from there. And we've known each other since we've, yeah, we've met for the past five years or so. So I think it was through Pion actually. Uh, that makes sense to me. Um, yeah. Wow. That, that is, yeah, that is true. I did know Pion first. Hmm. Yeah. Cause um, I think my main introduction to you now, the more I think about it was that, notoriously terrible live stream we ended up doing which is like four and a half five hours long on your channel yeah that was still legendary yeah it's legendary i think that, isn't that your, like your longest like stream that you've done at least the one that i know of anyway that's the longest stream longest podcast i've ever done yeah it, for for some background context um whenever pion had and Goof were already doing a live stream for, I think, two and a half hours at that point. Pion had sent me an invite saying, hey, do you want to join in on this live stream? I'm like, yeah, sure, because I thought it was really cool. Um, I tried to join on. I did not have to know. I Keep in mind, uh, as I mentioned before, I started YouTube. Uh, I was very naive and made a lot of terrible content. Uh, that's notorious now, but it wasn't fantastic. But one of the uh, one of the main things that came with being a newbie to YouTube was also being a newbie to the internet because I didn't know how to work really anything. Pion had instructed me to be like, "Hey, go on Google Hangouts and join the live stream." I did not know how to work Google Hangouts for the life of me. It was awful all the way around. <laughs> it took me forever to do it because if you go back and watch that stream on Goose Channel, I'm sure it's there somewhere. There are several points where I remember Pion had mentioned it's like, "Oh, Ryan's trying to join," and Goof, you're just like. Yeah, okay. Because you, you didn't know me at the time. You're like, oh, yeah, so this, this guy's trying to join. It's like, yeah, whatever. But Pion was getting like, Ryan, just join the – please, just just join the call already. Just do it. I remember that coming up several times, and eventually when I did join up, I was like, hey, guys, sorry it took me so long. So I was like, finally, did Google Hangouts crash on you? No, <laughs> I just didn't know how to use it. <laughs> it was – it was an interesting thing too from there because even though I figured out eventually how to get on somehow, I was on there with you guys for like two hours, I believe. Um, I remember it was like the most awkward first conversation that I'd ever had. That was the first live stream that I ever did on YouTube or any kind of live recording like that period. It was even to the point where another friend of ours, uh, Plumley, uh, G Plumley, he was the only one watching through YouTube. I remember at the time uh, actively on the chat. I had no idea how to look at that either. Every time someone brings something up from Plumley, I was like, yep, I totally know what you guys are talking about. <laughs> <laughs> So, but uh, yeah, that was like the first major um, collaboration that like me and Goof had done. And that was again through Pion. That's how we had initially met. I don't remember exactly what all collabs had we done since then. Uh, since then, there's been, I've, oh, let me look at my freaking channel because <laughs> I remember a lot of these. Uh, I'm sure because we, we've had to done something gaming related because I think we did. We tried to do Cards Against Humanity. I remember that for sure. Oh, yeah, uh, right. I think that was like one of the main things we tried to do. Uh, that, I don't remember. I, from what I remember, uh, just going back through our YouTube history together, uh, we've done we've done several podcasts before, like I had highlighted before. We yeah. did um, we did a game review podcast. We did a discussion on uh, certain members of the community that were unjustly attacking other creators. We did a podcast talking about that. Um, we did an episode. Um, trying to remember here all the podcasts that we ended up doing because we did quite a few. Um, one one video that I remember specifically, we did do something gaming related. We did do that Fortnite video together too. Oh yeah, that's yeah, that was good. Yeah, podcast wise, I can tell you we ended up doing it like 
I think like six different podcasts on your channel that I remember. The the topics are slipping me right now, but we did at least six like on your YouTube channel. That much I do Definitely. remember. Yeah. yeah. And um yeah, actually speaking of that cards against humanity thing, uh, that kind of goes back to like again early YouTube for us as a group because it was like me, Pion, Goof, uh Plumley, and there was a I don't think Anastas. Anas doesn't do YouTube still, does he? Uh not that I'm aware of now. Yeah, well, he uh, we had a friend who was aspiring to be a YouTuber under the name Mentally Clueless at the time, and um, we had actually done Cards Against Humanity on Pion's, like, yeah, on Pion's channel, we did multiple Cards Against Humanity episodes. Again, were those videos great for uh, old Ryan? Absolutely not, no. <laughs> they were, again, looking back, uh, I didn't know how to play Cards Against Humanity before I met with you guys, <laughs> so clearly those videos weren't like great for me back in those days either i must admit but we did do curse against humanity uh with pion i do remember doing that yeah and um that was kind of one of the other things too because i remember a video idea that we had initially tried to do was record cards against humanity i remember instead of doing that we ended up uh i think just recorded up oh would you rather that's what we ended up doing we ended up doing would you rather instead of um cards against humanity my brain does not remember that one. <laughs> it's uh, your title, quote unquote, in caps is we're going to get banned for this. And it's like an hour and 20 minutes long. Oh, look at that. There it is. Yeah, I found it. <laughs> How do you not remember the one video that could have gotten you banned off of YouTube? <laughs> My brain it, it's very fuzzy when it comes to YouTube. All the hate over the years, you know. Yeah. <laughs> it, admittedly, like, that's that's very very plausible and it's just the reality of how youtube's come up uh the most recent uh collaboration that i did with goof was back in january and we did uh a podcast actually here on anchor uh that you guys can go and watch um where we talked about uh the state of youtube and how things have just changed for the creators and the environment and everything else we had highlighted and talked pretty in depth about a lot of those points on goof's um anchor podcast which again you guys will be able to check out in the description of this one and uh, please go show this man some support uh on anchor uh and youtube um i'm sure he cares more about anger than youtube at this point but you may as well check him out on both anyway <laughs> fair enough but uh yeah that's the kind of thing that uh was really engaging to me uh whenever i'd first met goof uh go kind of going back to that point from before where the podcast was something that i had never really listened to before and when you had started making a lot more of them consistently uh, before you shifted to anchor back in those early days uh it was those kinds of videos that i really enjoyed listening to from you i don't know if i'd ever asked you this either actually since we're kind of like spitballing about the past how did you how did you start doing podcasts in the first place? Like what inspired you to want to do it? Uh, so that has been something that's been also planted in by, uh, in my life for a while. I, I grew up with a lot of like AM and FM radio, radio shows. Um, and I, I love to hear those kind of things. It's something about just the, the tone of it and just hearing those voices. Uh, it's very calming, very relaxing to me and I enjoy listening to it. And then it got, and then it grew into um, uh, in high school, it grew into sports podcasts and listen to the debates and things like that stuff that would like kind of uh, that were thought provoking uh, subjects and topics that would make you, you know, talk back to them, even though they can't hear you, obviously, because it's a, either recording or it's live on TV and they, you know, you're nowhere near them, but yeah. that's the kind of stuff that I, that I like to hear. So that's the kind of content I wanted to produce. 
Um, I came up, came across podcasts like the, you know, the day and uh, the Jay and Dan podcast, like two of my favorite Canadian sports broadcasters, which are only one half of that pair still remains in sports broadcasting, but the great podcast, funny dudes, um, some of their older podcasts, which I don't think are available anywhere now because they, because they shifted from the States back to Canada. So a lot of content got erased because they used to work for Fox sports, but, um, yeah. Uh, the Dan Patrick show. If you've never heard Dan Patrick's voice, go listen to one of his podcasts there. He's like, he has a wonderful, wonderful voice. Uh, mm-hmm. Something you can just listen to for hours and hours, but mm-hmm. content like that, mm-hmm. engaging, asking questions, um, thought provoking questions about this. Maybe it's controversial. Maybe it's not, but delivering and also delivering news in general. Cause that's a lot, what a lot of my podcasts have been over the years as well. Um, but you know, just, it's just a nice conversation to have with people. They may not be there. Um, but if they're in a car or they're studying or they're doing something else and they're listening to uh, a podcast, it should, you know, provoke, it should be thought provoking. It should be engaging for them. It should be entertaining for them to listen to. So, you know, I, I created the, the content that I really wanted to, you know, hear myself. Which is actually a really fair statement. One of the main things that I know of when you're doing something like YouTube, for example, or you're doing something like doing a podcast or really anything online content related, the main thing that you want to have when it comes to making that content is being passionate about it. This is something, again, I had mentioned with what I thought was supposed to be making YouTubers really good in the small YouTubers community. I mentioned this in the first episode. If you're not passionate about the content that you produce or passionate about the work that you do, like again, doing a podcast, then the product will suffer in some way. It's some sort of weird cosmic thing. No matter how much you think you might be doing it for views, if you're not doing it for the right reasons, if you're not doing because you're genuinely interested, the video, for example, on YouTube will never do well and you will Mm -hmm. never have that proper engagement. It never works. So if you're going to do something, if you're going to dedicate yourself to something like content creation or doing a podcast or really any kind of project, make sure it's something that you're passionate about doing. It's something that if you want to stick with it for the long run, you have to be willing to do things with it, which includes setting up projects and learning more about it and growing and expanding on the platform. But again, don't do it because you think you're going to make quick money. Cause trust me with the way YouTube is, for example, there is no <laughs> way you're going to make a paycheck right off the bat. There is, it's impossible almost. Yeah. That definitely has uh, changed over the years, especially nowadays. Um, but uh, to add on what you were saying, yeah, like if you have to be absolutely passionate about it because uh, I would not have, if I was really that angry at youtube i probably would have stopped doing this but uh yeah learn and grow about learn learn and and grow within that within that passion like i found out about anchor and now i'm on anchor doing other stuff and now we're moving over to another platform called supercast where i can actually uh finally monetize more of this besides just the simple anchor ads and whatnot so there's there's room to grow uh but make sure you're passionate about it because there's a lot of work there's a lot of effort there's a lot of patience because it took me five years to get here to where i'm now on anchor for i've been on anchor for a couple years now but it took years to get here years to uh, uh, um, increase the quality of the podcast and find get you know get guests consistent guests like uh like ryan here and other people as well who've come on the show but it it takes a lot it takes a lot of time and patience 
Yeah, it, it honestly does. When it comes to doing any kind of long-term project, and as I've discovered, I think, over the years, too, even watching you, for example, you are someone who produces great quality content on his YouTube channel, and for some odd reason, and I can never explain why, mm-hmm. your channel just, for some reason, never really seemed to get the attention I think deserved with some of your other content. Cause I remember you had mentioned before, but we had discussed when it comes to like other videos you had made, like your early gameplay videos, for some reason, those ones didn't really ever take off as well as the podcast. The podcast seemed to be like more your niche. It seemed like you found on YouTube for a time anyway. Mm-hmm. I, I kind of attribute some of that um, unsuccess that well, I'm not, I don't even know if that's a word. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we'll assume it's a word. We're assuming it's a word for now, but some of that uh, failure, I, I attribute it to the lack of commitment I had because YouTube originally, obviously I, my, my intentions were positive to, I did it because I wanted to obviously spread a positive message, do something that produce something that people that would entertain people um, in whatever state of mind they may be in something to distract them from their problems for a little bit, you know, something just to make them happy. But, you know, as the years went on, I was dealing with my own mental issues, the problems, depression, things like that going on in my life. So I, it, it became harder to produce content more consistently because I became less uh, interested in that and just was more just kind of down on myself. And uh, with that going on, it kind of became harder to produce consistent content. Uh, but the podcast was just something I could just kind of vent to if that makes sense, because I, me as an introvert, I don't get out and talk to a lot of people. Uh, the podcast is honestly the most you will probably hear me speak. If you ever meet me in real life, if anybody ever meets me in real life, they will, you will see what I'm talking about, but I don't talk very much outside of the podcast. That is my creative center. That is my comfort zone, but that is also my place to instill wisdom, positivity, wherever else. Um, and I guess people like my voice. I don't know. Sometimes I know what I'm talking about. Sometimes I don't. And I guess that's what attracts people uh, to it. Yeah. Believe me, like nine times out of 10, th- this man has no clue what he's doing in life. I- I'm surprised he's made it this. <laughs> you're not no. wrong. You're no, not I mean, wrong. I mean okay, well, at least you were the one to confirm it, not me. So I'm, I'm <laughs> glad we have that established. <laughs> But uh, no, honestly, from even just speaking toward like your early videos, I remember back when I was starting it, I don't know if I'd ever mentioned this to you, but you were like one of the main inspirations for me because there was a time on YouTube where Goose channel was bigger than mine. And he was doing videos constantly. He was making gameplay videos more often than what he does now, because honestly, your podcasts are phenomenal. That is like, if that's your thing, then that's the main thing that you should stick with because you do a great job at it. But I remember some of your gameplay videos. I know that you might attribute some like the quality and whatnot not being great due to life circumstances. But, you know, despite that thought, man, I some of your early videos I really enjoyed with your gaming, like specifically like the Pokemon videos that you had done, because I really Pokemon's like one of my favorite video game series. And when you were doing uh I think you were doing like a Gen 3 like Ruby Sapphire Emerald like playthrough, like I was into that because that is like one of my favorite video games of all time for Pokemon Emerald. And like it was that kind of content that I really loved watching from you. Um, especially when it came to your gameplay videos. The Pokemon ones specifically stick out just because they were the ones that you had great commentary and you had great engagement when it came to battling against the different Pokemon and whatnot that you were doing in the game. But it it was just a fun time. It's those kinds of videos that I think, despite how you may view them, I think they still shine very well in your channel archives. 
uh a funny thing about the pokemon episodes the only reason because i i meant to go back to those but the only reason i didn't didn't continue those was because i i lost some footage because i tend to i tend to pre-record things i'm going to post it on youtube i used to do a lot of pre-recording because uh it it saves time when you're obviously in in school and you have extracurriculars to do and you're just busy Mm -hmm. um it's easier to record a lot of footage and then obviously it's already separated into videos you just need to edit and match it up with the audio that you uh, recorded with your commentary. So some of that happening get lost, and <laughs> I was like, I was like, oh, that series is done. So um, you're you're basically just too lazy to go back and re-record the footage. Is why you stopped doing those. Ep- I really enjoyed those episodes, man. Come on. <laughs> Sorry, but I was like, no, I'm not doing it again because there's so much progress that was made. Oh, I was upset, and I i don't think – I don't know if I saved it or not because I, I did that on an emulator because that's all I had at the time. I still yeah. have my I, might, I have my Game Boy Advance, but I don't have the hookups to put it up to a capture card or anything like that. But oh, I was like, nope, I'm done. I can't. I'm freaking moving on to the next game. Uh, and then it kind of just went from there, I suppose. I, I can't completely blame you there either. I mean, first of all, if you were ever actually going to go back and do it not on an emulator, I can assure you right now – just in general from like the retro gaming scene and definitely because of the pandemic, if you're going to get a hold of an original copy of any of those Pokemon games, it's going to cost you a pretty penny to do so. They are That's crazy it. expensive right now. I just even think of the game that you were playing. Was it Ruby you were playing at the time? It was. I think a loose copy of that right now is going for like almost $100 for a loose mm. Game Boy Advance cartridge. I know it's like over $200 for like a complete in box copy right now. I know because I have Pokemon Sapphire complete in box, and it's like two forty-seven right now. Last I had checked uh, through price charting, which is like the Ooh. official site like collectors and like game values use. But I can't blame you from that from like a financial standpoint if you were going to physically record the uh, game itself. And emulators was always an interesting thing to me um, since you bring that up because emulation. For me, I tried doing that early on through like different Game Boy emulations, not to record for like YouTube videos, but just to play some of the early Pokemon games. Like I remember trying to do that with like, I think either the original Red or Blue or Fire Red or Leaf Green. It was it was one of those early ones. I think I was just really desperate to play some of the original Pokemon games and the emulator worked, I think, once and then it stopped working immediately after. So ever since then, I never really tried to get into emulation after that i looked into it a few times but i never had any like successful emulation attempts so i mean you would probably have a bit more expertise in that area than i would but it's just never something i could get to work that's fair uh well i guess it, uh, the only reason i understood it more is because i was just at a younger age and i kind of was into technology uh more then so kind of it was just kind of like muscle memory at the point when i when i was doing that because i got Game Boy Advance. I have. I still have an N sixty four emulator. I have a Super Nintendo emulator. I have a PSP emulator and like a, a GameCube one that doesn't actually work because complications and too much. But yeah, I at this point I just copy and paste them from my old laptop that I that I used to use back way back when we were making those videos and such. Um, and I just kind of put it on a hard drive and put it on this computer so I can still have those. But it was. Uh, but yeah, it just it's it's at this point. I don't know because a lot of emulation sites uh, go away because it is emulation is that gray area of like is it legal is it is it is it this is right to do you know so it's and that's been a debate for years yeah um, and I've always decided on the side like it's not because 
because I I can't afford to get a Super Nintendo or or a classic uh, NES or a um, Atari or N64. Well, I have an X64, but uh, like an original PlayStation or like a GameCube or something. If you don't have those consoles and you want to go buy them, sometimes it is hard to buy them. They are expensive. Uh, in in good condition, they are expensive. And then finding the cartridges and the discs, especially cartridges. Finding cartridges for old consoles can be expensive. I'm not paying that much for it. I will get it from the internet because I'm playing it simply for the leisure of me. <laughs> if I was doing it for entertainment purposes, I may go back and get the original. So that way there aren't any glitches or anything like that from emulation. Cause that can happen, especially with like N64 emulations. But uh, that would be the only reason if I was using it for the entertainment of others to get that real authenticity. But other than that, I don't care. So we've basically learned two things about you throughout this episode. One, we learned you were lazy to continue a Pokemon Let's Play, and now you're cheap to buy actual games to play for your YouTube channel. It's basically what I'm learning here. Wow. You cheapskate. How could you? But no. no, Honestly, I can't blame you, though, seriously, because a lot of those... A lot of the games and consoles nowadays are crazy expensive and rare to find. Emulation for me, I know it's been a huge debate when it comes to like the gaming scene and whatnot, but I, I agree with you. I kind of think of it from the standpoint of if I was going to go play some PS1 games that are like, like uh, the example I'll go to here is like Castlevania Symphony of the Night. Again, one of my favorite video games. And that's a game that I really wanted to play on the PS1 at one point. And it was a whole debacle trying to get a physical copy of it, much less the price of it, which right now that game is over over $120, which is insane in itself, complete. Um, it's kind of, that kind of scenario where if you have a game that's older that you want to play that's more expensive and you can never really track it down unless you pay an arm and a leg for it, emulation, I think, could be okay in that department. I think that if you could get it to work, emulation could be a great substitute, especially when it applies to old games. I'm not yep. even just talking content creation. I mean just playing the game in general. Yep. Because if there's like a, a you want to play Banjo-Kazooie, but you don't want to you don't want to buy an expensive boxed N64 copy of it. Well, you know what? If you can get an emulator running, you can experience that fantastic game for yourself without having to pay out that money. Because nowadays, no one really has that kind of money to spend all the time either. Yet, yeah. there are, those games are still out there, but they're obscure. They're getting harder to find. They're getting more valuable. So it's always a complicated thing when it comes to that gray area like goof had mentioned about emulation like on one hand is it technically legal uh, because it's not an official copy i'll leave that up to you uh for all you aspiring lawyers listening to this <laughs> but uh outside but you also have the other side of it where if you can't find the game and it's going to cost you your entire bank account to get it but you really want to play it is emulation completely a bad thing so i mean it's kind of left up to the person but for me i don't think it's totally a bad thing because especially if it's older games you're, it's not like you're stealing money from these companies who had made them anyway because these games have been out for years in most cases and yep. they had stopped production on them a long time ago so i don't think it's as big a deal as what some people might think it is um to add on to that the, the other reason why I, I still do emulation um i posted a video a while ago it was part of the old school gaming series one of the the the, the series i wish i still had continued doing because it's actually really fun uh, to play some old school games just for like one-offs and whatnot. But I posted a video of the original, it was the Adventures of Link. So it was the original uh, Legend of Zelda's, Zelda games. Yeah. Um, and YouTube had still, co- got, not a copyright strike, but a content ID I got for that. And I was like, why? This game's been out for years. Like, 
they still make money off of it. Like if you, if you're doing this for content creation, they're still going to get their money, whatever, whatever way they can. So I, that's why I'm like, I'll still do the emulation. I don't care. <laughs> like you guys, you, you, you give me that content ID. I, I, I don't care. Yeah. That was uh, kind of the funny thing with that too. Uh, when it comes to companies trying to kind of grab in on the whole YouTube scene too. Uh, this was something that I, we had highlighted, I think, in your podcast, but this was one point that I don't think we completely touched on was corporations like Nintendo and like other gaming companies trying to mosey in on other YouTubers' content and either copyright IDing it, flagging it, or just outright trying to get the video taken down because yeah. you didn't have their permission. It's like if you had an old Let's Play of Ocarina of Time, but Nintendo, because you're using their IP, and keep in mind this is also fair use, by the way, because it's a public game, it, the average person can go out and play it if they really want to but mm -hmm. if they see this content they're like well we're not making money off of this despite the fact this channel isn't even monetized to begin with we're just going to put a copyright id in there and we're going to own the video and uh if you don't give us any money from it and if you decide to refute it well we're just going to have your video taken down and as a result of that your channel is going to get a gamer shot into the next universe because uh youtube uh their algorithm sucks to say the least so that kind of thing happens very frequently. So, I mean, major companies like that do take advantage of many different gaming scenes, especially when it comes to, like, Let's Plays, for example. Yeah, that's... It's... Ah, fun. Ah, fun. Ah, fun. Of the fun of YouTube and all of its wonderful, <laughs> mysterious ways. Um... <laughs> <laughs> just, I just, I don't have the energy to freaking trash on to to really trash YouTube right now. No, um, I mean, there's I'm not sure. really much else to say. It was just an interesting point that had come up, like when it comes to like content getting flagged and whatnot. Like, at the end of the day, like, what else can really be said? I mean, everyone has. Well, I mean, I, even us for like videos that we've done like in the past, not even just like the podcast, but everything about YouTube has just been beaten to death at this point. I mean, it's good to talk about it so people become aware of it. But at the end of the day, if they're not going to change anything, then it, it's kind of repetitive after a while. All you can really do is just kind of do your best to combat against it yourself and spread the message as much as possible. But at the end of the day, it's. YouTube has always had this like really bad system. They've had the algorithm bad for years. Companies have always tried to take advantage. Copyright strikes and takedowns and all that other stuff has always been a thing on this platform. So it's, right. it's, it is just kind of redundant at this point. That's true. Uh, there's something I wanted to circle back to that I kind of skipped over. I meant to talk about it earlier, um, but uh, because you mentioned it, uh, you mentioned that I was, that I was one of the, one of the inspirations of you starting your, your own content creation um, journey. And um, that I think is a, a very key note there for a lot of people who are, who are doing content creation. Um, you should aspire to be someone that you should, you should aspire to be someone that other people can look up to, not to be chauvinist and pompous and things like that. And, you know, be, uh, I was going to say braggadocious, but um to, to be so, you know, up all up in yourself, to be very pompous and be proud, but stay humble um, and, uh, you know, always, you know, send a positive message with your content. But there are a lot of content creators out there. Um, I did a podcast recently with uh, Continue. She was really sweet and really nice to have on the show. But she uh, kind of hammered that point home. Like, you, you have a lot of power as as a content creator uh, no matter who you are like as, as small as i was and as small as i still am on youtube like this this guy's podcast is like uh, this guy's uh, uh channel like greatly surpasses mine and i'm i'm glad that has that has happened 
because um, at least someone is continuing on to do content on the platform and is still doing stuff that they love. Because um, it just, you know, because even if even through what I see as a failure, he see he saw as as a success. He saw as it something that was positive and great and amazing uh, that had a huge impact on his life. And I was like, wow. And and still now that's still like it like it really it really makes me happy to see that you know that I made some kind of change. You know, even if it was one person, that, that's still some change. I still did something. I affected somebody's life, which is what I set out to do in the first place. I helped somebody get get somewhere, you know, offered a piece of inspiration, which is why I, I try to stay so positive and, you know, spread positive messages through the show and through YouTube whenever I can. So that's, um, that is, that's, that's powerful. Like that is honestly like very, very powerful. It, it honestly is, man. And, you know, the, 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 now that you mention it, one of the best things that this YouTube journey of mine has taught me is to always remain positive and to try and be the best possible person that you can be on this platform. Meeting people like you on the platform enhanced me in the early days when I didn't have any confidence or really any knowledge of how to make content, period, or even have any aspirations. But as the years went on, I kind of got the same mentality of I want to help people as much as I possibly can. I want to spread that positivity. I want to have encouraging messages for people to no matter how dark the times might be in their lives to at least make some kind of impact. Because one thing that we have emphasized, I remember in podcasts like we've done, for example, is that you all matter. Like everyone out there that's listening to this and every single person who we've ever, ever interacted with, I'm sure – you are all amazing people. You all matter in this world and you all have some great impact on someone else's life as well. So never forget that as well. And especially when it comes to making entertaining content, whether it be a podcast or a YouTube video, if it can help one person to get through a really bad day, if it can give them some sort of inspiration to maybe do something like that themselves, or even if it just gives them something to distract themselves from any awful thing that's going on, whether or not they laugh, you know, they cry, you know, they're, they're giggling about how much goof hates Canada, which, you know, has been brought up before. (laughs) (laughs) It was just an old running gag. But the point is no matter what it is, it's always great to remain positive. It's always a main thing to remember that you all matter because videos that I had done in the past to try and like, I'm a huge advocate for mental health uh, awareness. And it's something that I've struggled with myself throughout my life uh, through many different things, um, mostly like personal related. But when it comes to that kind of thing, that is something I'm a huge advocate for. And I've talked about it in different videos and I brought it up in even different podcasts. Like I've done with like uh, some other creators about how much, that all matters and raising awareness of that kind of thing and even just emphasizing it in creativity with making entertaining videos again if it can help one person like what goof had mentioned then i think the job has been done it it all matters no matter how small your channel is no matter how small a following you have you can make an impact in someone's life and i think that is one of the great things about doing youtube and content creation it is something that can help anybody and Again, it's important to note that, again, everybody out there, you all matter at the end of the day. You all have an impact on life and with yourselves. And that is that that's that's absolutely true. Um, I I'm, I'm literally sitting here thinking about like where it where it started, where I am now um, and where you are now, too. Like it it is it's it's it's, it's so crazy the reach you can have. And thankfully, I'm, you know, I'm super glad we grew up in this generation where we have the Internet and are able to have social media to reach, you know, people in other countries and from different languages and things like that, and them still be able to, uh, 
uh, still being able to communicate you uh, through translation that some websites just have built in, which is nice to have, nice to see. But to see you, uh, it may you may not see the change immediately, and you may not make that impact immediately. Which is you know whatever it, it, it's that's kind of how life goes. Things don't happen just immediately when you want to, but years down the line, you may see that you did make a change. You know, to see that I that to see that like the show that I that I have um, you know created that the people you know kind of flock to every now and then to see that that show has reached you know over like 13 countries like people around the world from Thailand Malaysia you know Iran middle over in the Middle East back here to the states you know to the to the north of the border south of the border like it's incredible to see how many people you know, listen to you, how many people will actually pay attention to you. Um, and sometimes, you know, uh, you got to make sure not to get caught up in the analytics because I know that can be kind of intimidating sometimes um, and make the process seem a lot slower than what it is. Um, so obviously I encourage you not to look at your analytics every day. <laughs> That's a bad thing. Bad habit. Don't get into that. But like to just to see, because uh, you've, you've been the only person uh, to actually openly say something. Well, not the only person, I guess, at this point. There are a few other people that have been like, uh, you know, the po- your positivity helps. And I, and I appreciate that. I appreciate that from everybody, whoever, whoever tells me, um, who's ever told me that. Like, it, it, it really kind of, it gets you excited, it gets you happy, it makes you want to cry at the same time. But it, it, it fires that and fuels that passion inside of you. Um, and that's how you know. That is how you know you're you're walking in your passion. You're you're actually living the life you're supposed to. Is when it affects other people in a very positive manner. Very and, positive manner. Absolutely, man. And that's one of the. I think that's probably one of the greatest things that you could ever do when it comes to content creation. Period. Especially when it comes to having a dynamic with forming a community online and being able to reach out and impact people's lives in even the smallest ways. Like we had mentioned before, even if it's just putting a smile on someone's face from hearing like some stupid joke, which trust me, there are plenty of them out there. Especially <laughs> between like the amount of times that me and Goof have made. I don't even know what kind of things we've like talked about, like just random nonsense throughout different collabs and talks and whatnot. Like, but that's the kind of thing that's fun. It's the kind of thing that helps build a relationship between people. And when people hear that in a video or hear a conversation or whatever the circumstance, if it even makes them laugh once, Mm -hmm. you know, you're doing something right. You know that you're on a path that says I'm making a change. I am making a difference. I am making a impact of in some even small way in someone's life and that is the thing that should fuel you to keep going that's the thing that's fueled goof it's the thing that's fueled me and that's the thing that if for any of you out there who are currently doing content or are thinking about doing content that is the main thing that you guys should focus on it's not checking to make sure that you grow your channel the fastest it's not making sure that you're making a million dollars your first week of doing it which again almost impossible now actually it is impossible now but the point is aspire to entertain and aspire to be a good person, aspire to make a change in difference in someone's life. Yep. And even if that's a small scale thing, even if you have five subscribers, I don't care. You guys will make an impact on somebody, even if it's one, even if it's for a moment, it will still matter. 
And eventually, if you continue to pursue that passion and you continue to be the best person you can be on this platform or any platform, you will succeed. Trust me. And one of the biggest things I have to mention is that you never know who's watching you. I, if, 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 if Ryan never told me that, you know, this was that I was part of the reason why he started his channel, I would have never known, you know, I would have just kind of been still going on my journey, but you never know who's going to, who's going to, uh, you know, need you when you, they, because a lot of people never say it, you know, a lot of people that, that need you will probably never say it in their lifetime that they need you. Um, and you never know what your content can inspire. You never know. There are a lot of, I like those podcasters that I talked about. They don't know I exist. They don't know who I am, but they've inspired me to do something better with my life. And they inspired me, they inspired me to go down a path. I was obviously not familiar with creating content in, but I still did anyway. Guys like Markiplier, Jacksepticeye, they don't know who I am, but they still inspired me to do a positive thing and spread a positive message of, you know, knowledge, love and understanding. And and to see, you know, and, and eventually at some point, yes, you will see the fruits of your labor and whatnot. And it's it's really, that is just, that is crazy. That is just crazy to me. It, it honestly is. And that, I think that's like the main thing that people need to remember. Because it's the kind of thing that gets, like we'd mentioned, it gets lost in translation so easily when it comes to doing YouTube. Because as you had mentioned before, it is a terrible habit, for example, to check your analytics every single day <laughs> for like your YouTube channel yeah. to see, did I gain a subscriber in the last 20 minutes? Did my video get a thousand views within the first day of me uploading it? Like it's mostly focused on numbers and revenue and everything else nowadays for really anything you do online. That passion just seems to be lost for many people but when you find that person or that group that genuinely cares about making content for the right reasons and cares about helping and influencing other people then you know you found something special and you know there's still at least a glimmer of hope online for people who just no matter what the topic is no matter what the video is no matter who the person is no matter what kind of content that they produce if they're doing it for the right reasons to entertain and just have a good time and grow in some capacity but not having that be the main focus all the time then you know that there's some hope for the community as a whole to come together one day and say this is what we're doing this is why we're doing it we're going to do it for the right reasons we're going to impact as many lives as we can by doing what we love and by doing what we love we can help them other people inspire to do what they love too and that's yeah. and that is i think a vision that the internet should strive for at some point instead of focusing so much on your tiktok compilations <laughs> yes <laughs> yes stop looking for self gain and help out others yes 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 please <laughs> Oh my. Well, with that in mind, ladies and gentlemen, we have this is the longest recording I've done up to this point. For You're welcome. <laughs> we we are almost at 50 minutes. I this is still new to me like when it comes to like doing like obviously not making content but like doing podcast episodes. Like I never thought like holy crap, I can't believe we've been doing this for so long. This must be the reaction you've had like multiple times when you were starting out doing podcasts. Uh, yeah, every time I bring somebody on it goes like an hour long and I'm like, "How? How like, even?" Yeah. The time just flies, I'll tell you that much. Mm -hmm. But uh, yes, with, with all that in mind, ladies and gentlemen, uh, that is going to conclude it for today's episode of the BossCast podcast episode, whatever this ends up being. Uh, <laughs> 
But <laughs> special thanks to my pal Goof Norton for joining on here, guys. Um, thank you, Goof, for joining in. It was an amazing time talking with you about all sorts of fantastic topics and to carry a great message at the end to boot. Uh, it was a pleasure having you on here. Uh, thank you for having me. I always, I, I always, I always like being on somebody else's show. That way I don't have to plan anything. I just get to sit back, relax, do my thing and, uh, let them handle, have the stress. <laughs> yeah, in translation. He just enjoys being lazy. Everybody like clearly he just enjoys being there for the content. He doesn't want to make it himself. I'm we, just we all know what he's saying here. <laughs> <laughs> But um, once again, thank you, Goof, for being on here. If you guys want to check out his content, and you definitely should, check out Goof's anchor link in the description of this episode, as well as check out his YouTube link. Uh, again, it, he may or may not want you to check that out, but at the very least, check out his music content that he's been <laughs> producing as of late. And uh, check out some of his old videos, too. I think you guys get a kick out of his podcast that he's done on there, as well as his gaming videos. But if anything else for what he's currently doing that's really, really good as well, check out his anchor link. He's making podcast very frequently and he's doing all sorts of great things over there so check them out in the description of the episode please otherwise though ladies and gentlemen this has been ryan aka DeBoss, here on the boss cast podcast signing off bye